0: The drive show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmart, your complete tool centre, proudly WA-owned and operated for over 40 years.
1: I'm
0: oh, we've got a good support team, Bray and Jimmy, in there just making the uh, program just go on well, so it's, smoothly. It's hags. busy too because, yes. uh,
2: and they have to be busy, frantic out there because you've got texts, you've got callers. And I still haven't spoken about so many other issues. Okay, Pete. we'll get we to it. So to that.
0: That's clear of this. Uh, Simon of Clement. Hi, Simon. Mundy is surely motivated to play on for next year for a chance at Frio's first flag. He had his best season last year and a limited pre-season well, this year. Well,
2: if – and you touched – you used the word a while ago relating to Shannon Hearn. If yeah. Shannon Hearn goes on, you'd have to manage him and he'd have to miss chunks of games. Well, David Mundy would absolutely categorically have to do that next year if he goes on. I think him going on next year – slows them down, and it stifles the development of another young, quick-moving player, uh, As if he goes on. If Shannon Hoon goes on, both he and David Mundy would have to spend time out of the game at times next year, chunks of management where they freshen up, and also it helps with the development of someone that's going to replace them for 224 onwards. Even David Mundy, Fremantle, all their authorities with Justin Longmuir and their fitness and conditioning staff should be considering David Mundy not playing this week against St Kilda. Rest him. Rest him. It's a six-day break. So they played yesterday. Heavy-ish conditions, heavy game. That ground was a little bit sluggy yesterday. Yeah, awkward. was. So you'd shift. You'd, you'd come up a bit. So I'd be very surprised if some of the boys weren't sore there today. Six-day break and travel. It's not as if it's a six-day break and St Kilda are coming to Perth. And so their six-day break, they recover in-home environment. They're on the road. Fremantle, if they're really serious about having a healthy group for the Sydney game the following weekend and then for the finals, because they sh- they're they going to play finals now, manage them and get one or two other players back in. It just depends where some are because we lose or they'll lose uh, Tabata for the next week or two, I reckon. Not that he's he's uh, going to be Mundy's player, but Mundy could spend a bit more time forward with Fife, a little bit of time in the midfield to share with Mundy. But they should already be considering David Mundy having a rest somewhere soon, let alone next year. Yeah. But I don't think either Mundy or Hearn should be playing next year. That's my view.
0: Okay, that's Kim Hagdorn's view. Uh, if you agree with him, disagree with him, uh, temper bedshed text line 0487 736 736. We'll come back to the other texts in a moment because Lisa's given us a call on the Scarborough Toyota open line at 13 12 54 Five. Uh, happy Monday to you, Lise.
1: Happy Monday to you guys, too. Oh, you going, Pete? How you going, Good, thanks. Yeah. Um, just before I get bit, I, I, I was the one that sent that... Um, oh, okay. About him, but, be, but before I get on to him, um, Shannon Hearn, I think um, he could go on next year, but that, that's if he doesn't have any soft tissue injuries this year. Um, mm-hmm. And after that, I think, I think the club should um, hold on to him and he could become a, a valuable mentor for, to, for the rebuild. That's, that's what I think anyway of... Um, and um, what, a, what a feast of sport we had for the, on the weekend, my godfather. Like, la- last night I had I was listening to you and, and um, Scotty calling yeah. the game, Pete, and, yeah. and, and I had the TV, TV on watching the West Coast Fever. Yeah, no,
0: uh, <laughs> good world under the girls. That was terrific. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nothing like a first-ever premiership. They uh, went there twice before, got beaten in the grand final. It was just terrific, actually, for the West Coast Fever. Dan Ryan, of course, they started as the Perth Orioles. They did didn't have much success. It was a, a special moment for the sport of netball in WA. Well done to them.
1: It was fabulous. And and just on Hipwood. Yep. Um, I, Haggers, I thought um, before Hipwood bumped Gardner or pushed Gardner, yeah. I thought Gardner was coming towards him to, to you know, give him a push. And I think that's when Hipwood got in first. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the umpire was it was in the vicinity at the same time. So I don't think it was... That was deliberately done, um, so I, I, that's why I was questioning whether whether he should have gone. you should be going straight to the tribunal.
2: Well, I, I, th- I think they've sent it straight to the tribunal because there's so much uncertainty to mm. it, and, and they need to find out. And, and the uh, Michael Christian, as the match review officer, has decided this is a bit awkward, and also it's a, it's an umpire collision, and there's something deliberate in his view that needs to be established by the tribunal, but. Uh, Lisa, the way you've seen it, I, I think that's certainly going to be Brisbane's argument that Gardner was buffeting and was trying to get into Hipwood's way. He's pushed him and uh, he tripped and, and hit, hit the umpire. They both went down, didn't they, heavily. So yeah. I, I think it has to be investigated by the tribunal. Uh, it's another case, though, where I, I still think if we're going to have a match review officer system and process, he should make the, make the the make the ruling. And, if, and, you know, we should know now. Well, Hipwood's facing two or three weeks out. Brisbane can appeal and take it to the tribunal. Why wait till tomorrow? And also, this game was last Thursday. Why are we not going to hear this until Tuesday? Tuesday. There's so many ad- yeah. adversities and, and anomalies re- that I've been critical of with the MRO and the, and the tribunal yeah. for a long time. But I'm with you, Lisa. I think they will argue... He pushed him, and then he went into the umpire. It was a natural thing for a forward to do, to push and push off and try and run into a leading position, and I think that'll be Brisbane's argument.
0: Okay, good on you, Lease. Thanks for listening, and thanks for the call. Now, Nev down in Albany, might be a bit cool down there. Could be a bit rainy there tomorrow too, Nev. Nick Nat is still the most feared opponent for opposition. We can, meaning the Eagles, can make finals next year if he's fit and firing. I totally
2: agree. Totally agree. I, I, I don't know about finals. It would be a massive jump to come from 17th or 18th this year to back into the top eight and and, and, and perhaps the top six to try and get a home final. But I, I've been bullish for quite some time that West Coast have a history of bouncing back from these things fairly quickly. The Luke Jackson argument and debate, it's not going to go away. West Coast are hot into Luke Jackson. Fremantle are hot into Luke Jackson. If West Coast managed to beat Fremantle in the race to Luke Jackson... You could almost rest assured they're going to bounce back a lot quicker because this guy could lead the ruck, and Nick he could play a secondary role. He could, and he has said that we've, we've revealed it here, everybody, that Nick he has said to West Coast, has said to their recruiting staff, has said to the management, "I'll oh, get Luke Jackson, but I and I won't stand in his way. I'll play as an assistant, a backup to him." And even miss games if we don't need me playing. So Nick Nat is on board, and I asked the question: Would you, Nick, would you recontract some of these people? You know, Nick Nat Luke Shuey, Willie Rioli, Shannon Hearn, Bailey Williams, for instance. He's out of contract this year. But certainly, you, you recontract Nick Nat Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, let's go to Al, Alex of North Lake, Peter and Kim, Adam Simpson discussing Jack Darling. No doubt he's quoted Adam Simpson here. Uh, he's saying he's top five at least. Could be another 100 games for him after playing 250 at the weekend. We're a better team with him in it. He's a small key forward that very rarely gets beaten one-on-one. That's the quote from Adam Simpson, according to Alex of Northlake regarding Jack Darling. Yeah, I, I saw, Alex,
2: I saw um, Adam Simpson say that the other day, and I was amazed. At the 20-minute mark in yesterday's game, he was outmarked by Nathan Broad at right half forward, at the 24-minute mark of the second quarter, he was outmarked in a straight-out one-on-one by Gibkes. Mm. I, I, I know I'm hot on, on Jack Darling, and he deserves a lot of accolade for the 250 games and his durability. Only once in his 12 seasons has he not played 20 games in a season. I, I accept all that. But to sort of say that he's – and did Adam Simpson mean in West Coast top, top five ever or uh, just top five for I now? I don't know. He, he's five, a top he
0: five at least, I reckon. Now I'd, he'd probably think about now, wouldn't he? Well, he's not even close. He's top not five even close. Now.
2: He's not even close to that. He's certainly not in a West Coast Eagles' best ever team. No, I think he's probably talking about now. He's not. He's not even close to best okay. five now. It might be valuable to to Adam Simpson, and that's his view. My view is different to that. I, I cannot agree that he'd be in their best five players now, Jack Darling. Mm-hmm. Cannot
0: agree with that. Okay, we're going to clear this break, and then we've got a, a couple of more interesting ones. Uh, looking. At Adam Simpson again. Also, there has been a passionate North Melbourne supporter that has sent in a text. We're going to discuss North Melbourne because that was just diabolical on the weekend. He's a paid-up member of the Kangaroos and wants our answer on uh, what is the future there at Arden Street. That's all coming up after the break here on Drive with Peter Vlahos, AFL Review Night with Kim Hagdorn. It's all thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre.